welcome back to Scripps Talks. My name is Bob Stewart. I'm the director of the Edgar Scripps School of Journalism for just a few more days. And with me today, I have Tim Sharp, one of my longtime colleagues in the School of Journalism. Before that, he was with WEB. Welcome to the podcast, Tim. Well, thank you so much. And I hope that I am the have the honor of being the last person. Am I the last one who's going to be on the podcast? No. Before you know, no. oh, shoot. No. <laughs> I was trying to be the last one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no. I, I am going to get to 50, I think, by the time I retire. 50 podcasts produced since COVID-19 broke out. And uh, I'm on a roll. What we want to talk about today is the upcoming high school journalism workshop scheduled okay. for mid-July. And obviously, like everything else in our lives, it had a big old curve ball thrown at us called COVID-19. And this was a, a historically important workshop because it would be the 75th annual high school journalism workshop. You are running this workshop with your colleague, Victoria Lepo, and I thought it would be really interesting for the listeners of the Scripps Talks podcast to hear what kind of adaptations are being made in order to have a high school journalism workshop this year. So let's just start with that. Tell us where you're at right now in the planning process and tell us what this workshop is going to look like. Those people who don't know about the high school journalism workshop, and perhaps everyone does who is listening to the podcast, normally we welcome about 100, slightly fewer more than 100, 100, 103, 110 students from mostly Ohio, but throughout the East we've had students from as far away as well in Asia who have come to the high school workshop, but mostly they're from Ohio and a few states on the eastern seaboard who come here and spend three days on campus and they stay in the dorms and they eat and we welcome a number of professionals as well as E.W. Scripps School of Journalism faculty to teach high schoolers about journalism. And they can be uh, things that the tracks that have been offered traditionally and in fact the tracks that are going to be offered again this year virtually, which I'll get to in a moment, are news writing, broadcasting, magazine writing, photojournalism, crisis communications, aka STRATCOM, public relations, but mostly crisis communications because of the, the professionals who are handling that, sports journalism and podcasting. So those are the what we call the tracks, those are the topics that are going to be covered and have been covered. So the students come to Ohio University, they see the beauty of our campus. As a result, about a third, I think we counted a third, Bob, and I think you had them raise their hands once, uh, who decided to come to Ohio University as a result of this high school workshop. So it's a big deal in terms of not only helping these high school students to better understand journalism, but also to recruit uh, students to the School of Journalism and whatever disciplines they wanted to go into at Ohio University. To get to the answer to your question, so what are we doing? It's virtual this year. So we're holding it essentially the same time. It's a little shorter than it would have been. It's not over three days, but two days. It'll be July 8th and 9th. And we will be offering a combination of videos that were going to be produced by our professionals and our faculty that will be released throughout those two days for those who are going to be attending the workshop. And we're going to have Microsoft Teams interactive session with our professionals and with the students. And so it's going to, going to kind of go like this. 
we'll have an introduction, as you can imagine, from uh, Dr. DeShell, who is going to take your place in literally a few days. And then we're going to have our J crew. I'll talk more about that in a moment. We'll have an interactive preview, letting the attendees, these high school students, know what to expect. They'll watch the videos, and then we'll cap it off with another series of interactive workshops. And that's pretty much what's going to happen. We're going to take everything that would have happened on campus, and we're going to scrunch it down into the two days, and it's going to be uh, online. On Sunday, I interviewed Rick Green, who's the editor of the Louisville Courier-Journal, and he actually attended the high school journalism workshop back in the early 80s and made the decision to come to Ohio University to study journalism before going on into his career, mostly with uh, Gannett Media Outlets. We know that this workshop can be instrumental in people choosing to come to Ohio University. And with the university's concerns about enrollment, this was clearly a priority on the part of the university to have these kinds of activities available to high school students, even if they were not able to come to campus. But I wonder what were some of the biggest challenges you're facing or or in planning a virtual workshop? Well, let me just follow up on the uh, fellow Green who you just mentioned came to the workshop and then came to the school. Tom McKee, who is one of the presenters, who one of our teachers in the broadcast track, who recently retired from WCPO in Cincinnati, came to the workshop in 1969. He was one of the uh, people who, who was here. He had a 40-year career at WCPO. You know, I thought, wow, it's a difficult thing to put together when it's on campus because you have to do background checks for people like my J Crew. These are students who are current students at the journalism school who assist our students and the facilitators who put this together and we have to go through training and we have to get housing and we have to do all kinds of things to make sure that they have the right roommates that we have the right protocols for high school students to have the right gender attendee with a workshop and how they're placed and all that kind of thing so there are a lot of moving parts to that so i really thought that well this is going to be easy (laughs) well i was wrong because there are still a number of things that have to happen. We still have to accommodate our students. There are those issues. There are issues. Still, we have to do some sort of background checks. It's a national sex registry that we have to do for everybody who's participating, not just my J crew, but all the facilitators, including myself. And then, of course, you have the technical issues of do all the attendees, will they be able to be able to access the internet or have a computer that's fast enough or watch videos online do they have all those kinds of things and of course that's part of the registration process but something you need to think about and then the presenters some are more media savvy than others or digitally savvy than others so they need to have some hand holding as well some of them do not all of them Uh, to be able to say, this is how to produce the video, this is how to shoot it, and these are the kinds of things that you need to include in this. Here's how you upload those things, and here's how you use uh, Microsoft Teams. We are, as we're recording this towards the end of May, our workshop is going to be July 8th and 9th, so we have some other hurdles to cross and some other things to learn. But I'm learning things every day about "Mm, how this is going to work, what are some of these landmines that we may run into. So those are some of the challenges that were, and I'm learning as well. 
I, I've had to spool up as well. I teach, of course, at the School of Journalism and have for a number of years, and it's been a real learning curve to put together uh, online learning in a way that is really effective, and especially in the hybrid sense that we did when we transferred from and face-to-face sessions on campus before spring break, just totally online afterwards. So I had a little bit of a speed ramp heading into this, but I still am learning every day. I would think there's quite a bit of pressure to get it right because if this is going to be an important moment to create an impression about the institution and, of course, about the School of Journalism, it's going to pay dividends to get it as right as possible, which is not always easy to do the first time you do anything. There is a burden to doing this. This is a lot of work and you know, we're very grateful to you and your team for taking this on. By the way, my team is the one who's really taking it on. I have two people, in addition to Dr. Victoria Lapoe, that woman has so many ideas and has really helped a lot. And in fact, Jimmy Burrow, Joey Burrow, Heisman, a.k.a. Heisman Trophy, Joe Burrow, his father is going to be a part of this. He's agreed to be a part of this and talk about his perspective about sports coverage and that kind of thing to our sports track that was her idea as well as a number of other ideas plus she's also put together a lot of the technical aspects of this as well but i had two of my j crew claire geary and brian kerb students that i've had in class are spearheading the part where the students at the j school the j crew will be working with the facilitators and they'll also be working with students as well they are really doing the heavy lifting. I just had to provide a shout out for those guys because they have really done an excellent job. But you're right. We do have to do it right. You know what we can't offer the students in terms of the beauty of the uh, Ohio University campus in Athens, and it is a major selling point for students who want to come to school here. We got to do that virtually. Well, how do you do that? Well, the best thing we can do is to put on the best show possible. And the best way to do that, I think, is through having world-class facilitators, professionals, and we do. We have excellent people. And the other thing we're going to do, Bob, is we're going to be offering college credit, one hour of college credit to all of the attendees, provided they go through the workshop and we do have ways of electronically monitoring that. So I think that's going to be a real draw. We've offered college credit in the past for those who have done extra work, read a book, written a report, but this time it's going to be college credit offered to all who come. That's worth a few hundred dollars, and it's also worth college credit. We think that that's going to be an attractive point for students getting into this. Once upon a time, I would have never imagined being able to pivot this way for many different reasons, one of which, though, is you wonder if the audience would accept this. But now all these students have had to go through an online learning experience to finish out their year and they may actually spend part of next year so everybody has become oriented so to speak oriented to online delivery of of instruction and of course you and your team likewise have been oriented toward delivering content so in a way there's been this massive retooling that's gone on between those who are presenting and those who would be participating in this program. 
not to lower expectations, but people are used to those kinds of things happening. So, uh, and, you know, I see uh, television newscasts where professionals are in their dens or living rooms or kitchens, and the expectations are a little different these days than putting together something in a studio. I'll be curious to see what our faculty members, our facilitators, our professionals who are going to be doing the videos will be producing the level of quality. I'm, and I know some of them are going to do really excellent job because they literally own or are married to people who own production companies. So they're going to produce some really high quality videos. But there are others who you know, are mostly teaching news writing who may not have that video ability. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. But again, that'll be in the hands of our J crew to say, okay, let's try this this way. Or let's see if we can dress this thing up with graphics to make it as both educational and entertaining and pleasant to look at as possible. What would a student need to do to register for the high school journalism workshop in 2020? We're sending out today an email to advisors and former students, as well as students who had already registered for the face-to-face workshop but were waved off because of you know the COVID thing, that we'll have a link, and so they'll be able to get to that link. People who are listening to this podcast that would like to attend this virtual workshop July 8th and 9th, email me, and my, my email address is fairly simple. It is sharp like a knife, the letter T as in Tim, so sharp T at ohio.edu. If you email me, I'll send you the link and it'll take you right to the registration site. And what's it going to cost? Because a lot of the expenses associated with the workshop in the past were for housing and food and that sort of thing. Right. There is no cost. Whoa. There is no cost. That's a good price. To the student. I mean, there is a cost to Ohio University, the School of Journalism, the College of Communication. But there is, and, and that cost is significant, but there is no cost for all this good stuff for those who wish to attend. Not only is there no cost for the two-day workshop, there is, again, no cost for the college credit. How many students do you think you'll be able to accommodate? Well, I think we can accommodate a couple hundred. I don't know that we're going to get that many, but I think we can accommodate a couple hundred. And so it kind of breaks down into those seven tracks course people will in their registration will be able to say i have my first choice is for example broadcasting my second choice is sports and by the way that often is the case and my third choice is news writing and my fourth choice is magazine and my fifth choice is podcasting something like that and so we will do our best of course as we always do to try to put people into the tracks that they're interested in so that we're not overwhelming one track with a hundred students uh, you know we'll probably break that up so i'm a, i'm suspecting we'll probably have between 40 and 50 students per topic taught and by the way they also have the option here because there's frankly no way for us to prevent this from happening to float they could start out for example in broadcast and say well you know i'm more interested in sports let me see what they're doing and they could watch those videos and they could also be in the sports interactive sessions. Now, I will say the interactive sessions happen simultaneously, so you really do have to choose one or the other, but that's pretty much uh, the way it works. I think a couple hundred, I think we could actually accommodate more than that 
but I just don't, you know, at some point it becomes unwieldy. Well, unlike a face-to-face -face workshop, you could well imagine this becoming a kind of a global workshop. That's true. I frankly hope that that's the case. So thinking this through a little bit, the people, let's say you sign up and you want to be in the broadcast track, that's largely what I teach. And and so you're, you're into that. And then Microsoft Teams, there are only so many screens that you can see online. Teams has something more than nine or ten, you know, that you can see simultaneously. But then you can unmute your camera, unmute your microphone, and then boom, you pop up on the screen. So if you wanted to be a part of that. But if you want to ask questions, you certainly can do that. And if you don't want to ask questions, you can watch this. And if we had a thousand people, they certainly could all watch it. But they'd have to have the links to those kinds of things. OIT, the tech people who make all this magic happen, they have to provide guest accounts for all of those attendees. So we do know who would be involved, at least, and we also have the ability to kind of silence them if something inappropriate happens. That's the other thing that I didn't even get into. So there's a whole host of issues there that happen with a virtual workshop where you can have people who show up in any other country and they just appear and you've heard of Zoom bombing where people uninvited get onto your site and then they say inappropriate or show inappropriate things. This is probably not going to happen here, and that's one of the reasons why we've gone with Microsoft Teams, because OIT has pretty well made this as bulletproof as possible. Tim, this sounds very intriguing, it sounds very challenging, and it sounds like it could be very satisfying as well, especially when you think about a lot of high school kids with their normal summer camps suspended, a lot of the athletic camps probably suspended. There could be greater demand than ever to have an experience like this simply because there aren't a lot of options. It's even if you had other options, this is one thing you should put at the top of your list. Well, Tim Sharp, I appreciate all that you're doing for the high school workshop and for all the years we've worked together with the workshop and as colleagues in the School of Journalism. Thank you very much for being on this podcast. And I look forward to, uh, at some point, hanging out again and get a cup of coffee or something and find out how the, the, the workshop went. That'd be great. And Bob, I don't want to let you go without telling your audience you have been an excellent, excellent director of the School of Journalism. I've been through a number of them, and you have been the best thus far. So thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful director. And I'm very excited to see what Edith Deschelles brings to the table, my, my colleague who is taking over. My longtime colleague, the school will have some wonderful leadership from her and obviously from all the faculty who are working with her. She's been wonderful and has a lot of jobs, and we're hopefully we can give her a hand, but she's, she certainly knows the ins and outs of the business, and uh, I appreciate her greatly. And once upon a time, she ran the high school journalism workshop, so that's always great to have I, it. You know what? I didn't know that. Yes, wow. indeed. You can ask her about that, but that, that's good to have a director who's done a lot of these kinds of activities because I think they are sympathetic and they're empathetic, and they also might have some ideas to contribute. Well, thank you for having me. I do appreciate it, and I hope we have a successful and 
a, a lot of people participate in the workshop this year. Tim Sharp, thank you very much. High School Journalism Workshop coming up in just a little over a month. Thank you.